Hi, welcome to Dogs Are Smarter Than People with New York Times best-selling author Carrie Jones and her adorable husband Sean Farrar. Woo! Thanks for hanging out with us as we give some life tips and real-life marriage banter. Let's get started now with a random thought. Hey, welcome to the podcast. What's up, baby? Nothing. Where's your enthusiasm? It's all gone on this Tuesday morning. All gone? It's a dreamy, dreary Tuesday morning. I got a lot of work to do. I know. It's like 1030. We haven't even had any Budweiser's yet. <laughs> it's a bad day. Anyways, hi. Hey. Hi. Um, this <laughs> week's podcast is called Brad Pitt and a Skirt and Mixing Things Up in your relationships to make them last our longest podcast title ever without the word long, zombie in it. <clears throat> that is a long title we don't have any those articles of funness that is our article of funness is basically brad pitt wore a skirt and everyone's oh, like what brad pitt wore a skirt and like jared leto and all the other people oh, wear yeah. skirts all the time but they're like oh my god brad pitt wore a skirt and he was like yeah, man, you only you know what you're gonna die. So why don't try everything or make the most of your life or something? Was it like a real skirt? It was like a manly skirt. Honestly, because, I mean, it wasn't honestly, that skirty a skirt. It a, wasn't flouncy. A skirt could just be like a, a, a extra long kilt, you know? It made, was made out of a lighter lighter weight fabric for the summertime. Honestly, it looked a little bit like uh, a utility kilt. Yeah, but without the kilty aspect. Here, I'll find you a picture. See, it's kind of oh, manly. Yeah. It's like a manly skirt. Dude, like, that's totally like he's got it. He's got it all worked up like a kilt, though. Yeah. With the boots on. Yeah. It's Look, a, he's got the same like varicose things on his legs that, that you I'm do. Getting. Yeah, mine are mine are still a little better looking, but you sexy old his. guys. <laughs> but yeah, he kind of has the look of Carrie when people think I'm homeless. When nobody ever thinks you. You know who he looks like? He, he looks, looks like, like Ed, our friend Ed. He does look like our friend Ed. <laughs> um, not that Ed looks homeless, no, but like no. just kind of that. The... Ed dresses more casually. Yeah, he's than, got that I look. Mean, Ed dresses great. As far. It looks you know, linen. The honestly. only thing about it's it nice is it's not dress. it's not cut straight across. It's got a little drop in the in the back, you know. But which reminds me of a skirt I'd wear. Oh, definitely. It looks like a skirt you wear. It just browns out your color. It's, no, man. It's not blue. It's totally like a carry look. But I also don't have the vans. I don't wear a skirt. Babe, I've been a trying to get skirt. you to wear a manly skirt forever. Like, with oh. no underwear, I just want to free ball for a day. It's too hot right now. I can't do it in this heat, but. I, it, wouldn't you want to do it in the heat? You would think so, but then the sweat doesn't have an, It just kind of oh like gets up in there and chafes and stuff. You I know? thought that was the whole point, man. Like I don't know. Maybe on a breezy day. Yeah. Get some evaporation going. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So if you did that, you know what that would do? I don't have the right pair of boots to go with it. What would it do? Would it make you randy? It would mix things up in our relationship, which is in the title. Oh, so it of would our, make you randy. Of our thing, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. So try to stay on track, ready? No, I can't now. But I'll go back. Okay. okay. One of the key components of happiness and living a good life is having a good close relationship with someone else. And for a lot of us, our closest relationship is with our spouse. Yeah. Cough. For, for a lot of us, it's not. <laughs> oh! Not me. So we're spouses, if we this are. is the first time you've ever listened to us and you can't tell. Um, 
And is this the key to our happiness? This is a really Everybody's good question. assuming we're happy right now. I know, man, but are <laughs> Which we, we happy? are. We're are generally we happy? happy. The key to a good relationship is lots of good loving. No, that's not the key. All right, so Eli and Finkel. variety in your loving. <sighs> I'm just teasing. All right, let's go. Eli Finkel. Can I, when we like get divorced, can I bring all of these podcast episodes into the courtroom? Go ahead. All right. So Eli Finkel is. You know, a, the venue is going to be a conservative male judge, so bring them. Because <laughs> we are in Maine. Eli Finkel, a professor of psychology at Northwestern University, wrote a book called The All or Nothing Marriage. And he also wrote an opinion piece for the New York Times where he spoke about how much we expect of our spouses. And those expectations can make things in our marriage better or uh, worse. At the heart of the American ideal of marriage, he says, lurks a potential (laughs) conflict. We expect our spouse to make us feel loved and valued while also expecting him or her to help us discover and actualize our best self. To spur us to become as Tom Cruise's titular character. How do you say titular? No. (laughs) That was a mistake. How do you say that word? So Freudian titular. Okay. To spur us to become, as Tom Cruise's titular character and Jerry Maguire puts it, the me I'd always wanted to be. The problem is that... That what helps us achieve one of those goals is often incompatible with what helps us achieve the other. To make us feel loved and valued, our spouse must convey appreciation for the person we currently are. To help us grow, he or she must emphasize the discrepancy between that person and the person we can ideally become. Already there. Typically by casting a sober, critical eye on our faults. Cough. 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 Why are you coughing? Because you're always casting a sober, critical eye. Oh, I was going to say the same thing about you. All I do is tell you you procrastinate. Hmm. And you're a little mean sometimes. Just in how you say I think last night you also told me that I leave stuff laying around. Because you procrastinate When I challenged you to a walk around the house, you got up and started putting your stuff away. Because I put your stuff away (laughs) earlier that day. Of course you did. It's because you're the most amazing wife ever, baby. Uh, and I appreciate every little thing you do. And I, every big thing. Uh-huh. Anyways, this seems like a pretty good argument like to me to get out of trouble. Like You could be like, it wasn't that I was criticizing you for not installing the bidet I bought you for our anniversary for six months, honey, when I said you were a procrastinator. It was that I was trying to help you become the person you can ideally become. Yeah, you did. It's like every time you say something mean, or the other person might think it's mean, you can be like, no, sweethearts, I'm just trying to make you become your best self. And I would say, well, it's been installed for a week, and you've used it once, so there's 24 weeks and six. I'm not going to tell you. you, So you only missed out on 24 uses of the day. I've used it more than once, and I'm not going to tell you every time I use it. We should have put it downstairs where we most often go poopy Go poop. Poopy Instead poopy of up in our ensuite bathroom. Poopy doopy. Right. It's going to be just another attractant for all the kids to use our bathroom. No, here. they won't know what it is. Zane already does. I haven't taught them to use it Don't yet, teach them. All right. So anyways, 
the days and relationships and marriages and happiness take effort. I'm not going to be happy if everybody that else That bidet took a lot of bidet. effort, dude. I'm not going to be happy if everybody else used my poopies, poopies. All right, so Robert Waldinger. You're what? I don't know. Robert, Robert Waldinger is a psychiatrist and a scholar who's done a lot of research into happiness and marriage. In a Harvard X class, Arthur Brooks interviewed him, touching on this theory above we mentioned and robert said first of all do everything you can not to take the relationship for granted even good relationships become become kind of ho-hum we go through the same routines <laughs> with each other and if we're raising kids if we're holding down jobs if we're doing all the things we have to do in life your partner becomes your tag teammate and we can forget to pay attention to each other and by livening up the relationship by doing new stuff going out on a date night just taking a walk when you don't usually take walks together. Any of the things to loosen things up. Loosen the routines up. Liven them up. Allow yourself to be curious and interested in your partner again can go a long way. So get a skirt, babe. Okay. All right. Give me one. So a good... I run out of money. You know my waist so size. A good, go, go to the thrift store. A good way to help your relationship survive is to mix things up a bit, right? Yes. And another thing he said is something that makes me feel better about us because you and I are really different. <clears throat> and we tend to argue a little bit <clears throat> about the days and other stuff. So, Waldinger said... What we found was that arguments are inevitable. So conflict is going to happen in every relationship. And actually, that turns out not to be the... Predictor of which relationships are going to last. The predictor in our study seems to be whether there's a bedrock of affection between two people, even if they argue. And that if there's that bedrock of affection and respect, that, that predicts stability in a relationship. So the advice I might give you would be to pay attention to cultivating that affection and respect. And that may mean like reminding yourself of what it was like when you two first got together. Can't going through that. old photos... I can. Doing romantic things again, logging in those kind of good times, and engineering those good times. Because they're not things that will happen all by themselves. They do need to be engineered. So problems happen, and you should expect them to happen. And part of a good marriage or a good friendship, Waldinger says, is to be there for each other, to support each other in all kinds of ways, emotionally, materially, etc., and to not be fake, but to be who you really are. And to not get angry and resent it when you have to help the other person get oil paint off their hands. <laughs> so, I wasn't resentful of that. I was there were so many busy. I was right in the middle. And then this woman who's well into adulthood... Holds her hands up and says, "Honey, I finger painted with oil paint. I didn't say Can that. You help I didn't me say I finger painted. <laughs> Anyways, Finkel writes. As the psychologists Nicola Overall and James McNulty have shown, spouses who use oppositional, even aggressive methods to inspire each other's pursuits of goals can increase their partner's effort and success in the long run." But such methods cause distress in the short run. Yeah, you're causing me a lot of distress lately about being less messy painting. Oh no. I just, just talked in a thing. baby voice because I'm so hurt. Oh my god. You're such a theater baby. person. Drama. There ain't no drama. <laughs> Anyways, there you go.
you know, it does take a lot of work to make. I'm just not. I'm not telling you. This is just like a mm. little bit of podcast advice. You mm. you must agree. Mm. We've been fairly successful in our marriage. I think. <laughs> you may not agree, but whatever. <laughs> like, well, we're still married. <laughs> yeah, right. And even though we have crappy days sometimes, we always end up on the in a row. on the bright side. Yeah. In a row. We kind of have happy days argument? in a row. Happy days in a crappy. row. Crappy. Oh, it seems yeah. to be that way yeah. right now. But that's all right. It'll pass. It'll pass. We're still married, man. That's right. Because we have a bedrock of affection underlying everything. Our granite foundation is our love for each other, man. It's affection and respect. Yeah, that other part. You got something on the corner of your mouth. Can I get it? Yeah. <laughs> now everybody knows. I got it. Oh, God. Dog tip for life. I don't know. You're going to strain your neck one morning with that. Every time he does that, I have to like. Pull all the way because I have momentary deafness. It's like I've been at a Motley Crue concert, man. <laughs> Motley Crue? Yeah, man. Did you ever go to a Motley Crue concert? I don't remember any Motley. I would have got. I only went for free. I went to a lot of concerts because I was a pretzel or a popcorn girl. Oh, and yeah? the concerts were outside in Manchester, New Hampshire at that point in time because I'm old. And so I would go back and forth in the parking lot while bands play selling popcorn and pretzels. Oh, so you didn't actually get to see him perform, but you could hear him? Oh, I'd see him. It wasn't a very big parking lot. Oh, why? The concert was actually in the parking lot, you mean? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like the stage is on one end of the parking lot in between these two mill buildings. Join us at the old Martin's parking lot. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Yeah. Those are some high dollar. I know. It's working great. That's awesome. I think you should jack it all the way up when we're done with this. Oh, my God. Anyway, so, yeah. That's cool, right? Yeah, it is. All right, but no, I don't remember if I've ever gotten to see. I saw him docking and got my um, arm broken. But. Uh, that's crazy. Would you accidentally try to sell a pretzel to the mosh pit or what? Um, no. I wasn't actually working that one. And uh-huh. I went up close and I got smushed in between big people. Yeah, you're not big enough to be getting close to the front of a concert. I was like very that, little in high school and it was very bad. You get trampled and then, with that. And then we couldn't get out and like I had to get past like over a fence. That's what I remember the most. <laughs> How'd you get over somebody boost you over? Yeah, like guys lifted me over Tossed the fence. Tossed you right over the fence. And gave it to me gave like another like that EMT or somebody was on the other side. Oh, after your arm was broken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, it was bad. So, anyways. Anyways, back docking. to the dog tip. Dog docking tips. I don't know. All right, I'll <laughs> tell you. Tell me, because we only have one dog that works hard at affection right now. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's about living happy, right? And our dog lives happy, sparty, when everything gets mixed up a little bit, right? He's really into, like, you take a different path on your walk. And there's more zip in his step, and then he loves you more because you've taken the time out to mix up his root. And That's he's like, true. I love you so much, Carrie. You're my favorite person because we walked left instead of right. 
And it's such a tiny thing, just like in our marriages. If we just even sleep on the different side of the bed one night, it could make everything much more exciting. Oh, we try that at hotels and stuff. It never feels quite right. I like it. What? Oh, you can sleep on my side, but you don't like to sleep close to the door, so... Well, I just like to get closer to the bidet bathroom door. Oh, is that what it is? (laughs) Hey there. Thanks for listening to Dogs Are Smarter Than People. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share your heart out. These podcasts and more are at my website, carriejonesbooks.blog. There's even a little donation button there. Because even a dollar inspires a happy dance in Carrie. And Sean. But hers are much better than mine. His are funnier. So thank you so much for your support. (laughs) The music you hear here is made available through the Creative Commons, and it's a bit of a shortened track. Who is the artist and what's the song? Well, it's Summer Spliff by Berg for Free. I love that song. He does. Just because of the name. He does. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening so much. Boop.